marshmallows because this podcast has just discovered fire. On this episode, we develop civilizations with dice, discuss our game collection shame, and rock out a playthrough review of Stone Age. Welcome to episode 22 of Talk About Board Games. I have just been voted leader by the Tribal Council, and I have dragged my wife in here by the hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> my wife's name is Nicole. I, that is true. <laughs> now, Nicole, I got to tell you, fall is flying by fast. You know how I know? Because it's almost over? <clears throat> because this tiny little candy dish right here represents all of the candy corn I have left. For the entire year. <laughs> that is it. That's it. There's that, That's maybe 15 pieces. Can I have one? No. Aww. Absolutely not. This wow. Is, now this is like a commodity. Right. This is precious. And I'm not. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you kind of compare. Oh, my no. gosh. <laughs> you can have one if you want. That's fine. <laughs> there's, they make tons of it every year. I yes, don't know. That's if, true. That's just funny. I don't know if anybody in other countries eat candy corn. I don't know. I mean, people in this country don't eat a candy corn. I know a lot of people that I talk to say that candy corn is gross, and I don't think they like the taste of honey. Because that's the core. That's the foundation of the candy corn. According to you. No, it is. It's like wax-coated honey bits. Unbelievable. Would you I say? like it, though, personally. <laughs> it's delicious. It's, it's tasty. It's it, like a little sugar drop in your mouth. It's a little bit of honey, but not a bit of honey. It's, no, that's a whole different candy. <laughs> I don't but care. But this is not even regular candy corn. This is the autumn mix. It's There's a pumpkin in there. Right. And there's Indian corn. Which is just the ones that are brown instead of it's yellow. It's chocolate corn. They're not really chocolatey. Is that where is that where chocolate came from? Indians? Maybe. I don't think so. South American Indians? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like look up the history. Well, I, I don't. I think it came from South America, or may, well, maybe Germany. According <laughs> to Willy Wonka, no, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I know. I know. We don't really. I don't think that's a main manufacturer. Like, like, or any kind of manufactured good of the United States. No. So we probably get this any chocolate kind of from bean South product. Well, it could be, be you know, because. But then you're right. Like they have like Swiss chocolate, so that's like very northern. You know what I found out about the cocoa bean? What. Now Don't everybody confuse it with knows. The coffee bean? Well, no, everybody knows that they're poisonous to dogs, right? But they're the bean actually itself? yeah, they're actually poisonous to humans too. We just have like you know an organ that can process the poison better than they than the dogs do. What is that? Your appendix? I, I, I'm going to say it's. What if you get your appendix taken out? The pipe organ. I don't know. Pipe organ. You're just weird. <laughs> what? So we can process chocolate. Even I, I think it might poisonous. be our appendix or something like that. that it can, can't be because people lose their appendix and they can still eat chocolate. No, they can't. They can. Maybe it's the pancreas. It's not the pancreas. The chocreas. What? What? <laughs> what? I'm just telling you, we can for some reason process that poison. That that chocolate is every bit as poisonous to us as it is to dogs, with the exception of one little process in our body that changes that. And you learn this because I have no idea. You're just making things up again. I'm not. I'm not. But I did read this. <laughs> I should have researched it before I just started blowing it out of my brain like that. <laughs> it just kind of poured out. <laughs> that is funny well, stuff. Once again, the whole point of this whole thing. Is, is that, that judging by my candy dish, 
<laughs> Fall is flying by, okay? A little bit. And soon we'll be addressing Christmas, right? Yes. But before we do that, let's think about ourselves for one more episode before <laughs> before then. And let's talk about some games we got played, all right? <laughs> okay. We like to game with gods, we like to game with dice, so this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. All right, we actually got... I mean, very little. <laughs> well, we got at least two of them that are that are newer. We got one sort that we of. can kind of talk about. Oh man, what a uh, week! Well, I mean, I know. Yeah, I was in Phoenix most of it, and I was dealing <clears throat> with a sick dog for most right. of it. Right. And when I mean sick, I mean sick. That poor little girl. She she vomited, and oh, I took her to the vet in the middle of the night. I went to work on two hours of sleep and told him I'm going home. Then is this a game her, we played? Take care of the dog? Then I had to take dog? her to the vet again. It was. It this was the take care of the dog game. It was how long can I go without sleep and then take the I dog to the vet again? I that I can, I can work for 36 hours straight if I, if I want to. Yeah, I can't because I fell asleep in the middle of the night. And I, and I could still end up at the, the bar with the guys. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're crazy. <laughs> now, uh, one of the games I played while I was in Phoenix, though, I actually got a game played. That's ridiculous. Insane. We just played it. We Even just, though like, you worked for 36 hours right, in a row. Right, right. We would sneak off into like a little room that wasn't being used. <laughs> and I know. Sneak away and dim the lights. And uh, we, <laughs> this is, we played a game. We played Warehouse 51. Right. Now, I have to point out that Warehouse 51 is supposed to be part of your and my current 5 for 5. Yeah. Well, we messed that up. Yeah. We didn't we on our 5 for 5 list, we only try to put two player games because these are games we're going to play 25 times total to finish a 5 for 5 and we cannot get people over We don't play them 25 here. times. We play 25 total games. <clears throat> right. Of five different games. But in one series of 5 for 5, we play games. 25 games and we don't right. we're not able to do that with people coming over because I have We a can't even schedule. get anybody over for one game right we now. We are getting people over in two nights. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I'll believe it when I eat the meatloaf. But yes. the uh because that's what she's bringing. But Delightful. We, I played Warehouse 51, and we replaced Warehouse 51 in our current 5 for 5, which I could talk about during 5 for 5. So but let's not talk about it now. I wish I'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is a three-player game. This is, this is a game that, surprisingly, we got this game. You won this game. Yeah, Warehouse and I, and 51. I think, did, I did we mention it before that that you won the Jim yeah. Cant contest? And this I think we mentioned it a couple times. Well, I'm sorry for redundancy's that sake. That horse. This oh, anyhow, poor horse. I know. Beaten again. The uh, <clears throat> this game. This is the game that you won, and now I've played twice, and, and I still haven't gotten to play. Un, that's so unfortunate. It's, it sucks. I wanted to play it too. Now, <clears throat> Warehouse 51 is a game of, it's it has a deck of cards and the deck of cards is split basically into half half of it is a, an artifact the other half is these counterfeit artifacts and it says counterfeit on the backs of the deck you know on the deck that the counterfeits right. and they're a matching set though the faces are all the same except one of them says counterfeit across all the faces so it's a matching set of like 25 cards or 25 artifacts right right so you start off by these these artifacts come in four different colors and you start off by shuffling four different stacks of artifacts, and they're they are asymmetrical. They reduce by one every time you go down one. So it's like an eight, then a seven stack, then a six stack, then a five stack, or something like that, right? Right. <clears throat> you start by shuffling all those up, putting them in their four stacks, and then you draw 
a counterfeit card to go in between. Now, in our game, we played a four game, and you you do go up and down with these cards. There's specific rules for specific numbers of people. Of how many counterfeits are going right. to be, depending on how many people play. Right. And in between each of the players at the table, you actually put a counterfeit card. Right. And at the start of the game, you get to pick up the two counterfeit cards, the one on your left, and look at it, and the one on the right, and look at it. But that leaves, in our case, two cards that you don't know what they are. Oh. Now, it is sort of a set-collecting game, and it is absolutely... The person who can who can can auction and win the most of any certain color will get the maximum points. The second place gets the second most points. Beyond that, gets zero points in that category. So let's say they're blue artifacts. The top player in blue artifacts gets eight points. Second place gets five points. The rest of the players get zero. Right. And you go down the line doing that, and then there's also a set bonus where if you have like for every set of cards of like four all four colors. That you have. So if you have all four colors, that's one set. You get five points mm-hmm. per set like Fancy. that. Right? Per set. <clears throat> right. That's a lot of points. Potentially. Now, also to uh, to make things a little like uh, a little complex, these all the cards, all the artifacts that you get have individual abilities or powers that, that come into play when you own them. Right. So sometimes it's a curse, sometimes it's a benefit, but they always add points towards the total number of cards in the set. Right? Now, it's not okay. as simple as number of cards in the set. Like, there's if there's eight cards in the set, there will be two of them worth three points apiece, three of them worth two points apiece, and then, like, four of them worth, or whatever. You know, it's like that. And so you actually <laughs> add up... I know, I went too many cards. If you add up all those points, whoever has the most points in that set has the majority in that set. Right. Is how it works. And there's all these effects. So if you own this one card, then this card is never counterfeit. If you own this card, like, for instance, this is a special thing. It gives you a certificate of authenticity. So you can actually, at the end of the game, you could pick up this little certificate chip and place it on one of your artifacts that you think may be a counterfeit card and block it from becoming a counterfeit. So if it becomes a counterfeit at the end, you just don't get any points for it? Right. You have to just discard it out of your stack oh, and recalculate wow. at that point. Okay. Now, the bidding is kind of cool. You start with 10, 10 chips or whatever in the uh, in your stack. And when you bid on these things, you always pass the money that you use to pay for the artifact to the left on the table. And so it means that that money sort of stays in play and can build, like, you know, and, and kind of overflow from certain players. When someone becomes incredibly wealthy, all of a sudden the next player is just, like, rubbing his hands, waiting for him to start buying artifacts because he'll have the money next. Now, here's something else you can do that's kind of a So weird. I want to sit to your left, basically. Me? Because you're always going to have more money. Not correct. It's true. <clears throat> no, it sort of flows around the table. We found in the course of one game that it would actually flow pretty much all the way around the table, like, huh. about one and a half times. So uh, another thing that was kind of cool is that when you own an artifact, let's say that I pick it, I buy an artifact really cheap, and I've looked at it, and I've found out that it's counter- counterfeit, yeah. and I just go ahead and buy it. But I know at the end of the game it's going to get pulled out off. You can do what's called pawning, and you can actually take a pawn chip, place it on it. You take $5 out of the, res- like the reserve money and put it in your hand. If you want to buy that artifact back at the end of the game, it'll cost you $10. But if you know it's counterfeit anyway, then you don't. Then care. you don't bother buying it back, and it just goes away. Huh. So, I mean, there's the, there's like a lot of weird little cool, you know, little things to kind of exploit, you know, different different ways to exploit the game. And it, it's not a bad game. It plays in about maybe 30 minutes, and you just buy until all the artifacts are purchased up, and then you flip over counterfeit cards to s- decide, you know, or actually at that point you buy back pawn cards. Then you decide uh, if you which card you want to be your certified authenticity, and then you... 
uh, flip over the counterfeit cards, remove all of them, and add up points. Huh. But overall, it's a it's a fun little a fun little bidding game. Nice little auction game. Plays pretty quick. Like I said, it's under I'd, I'd say it's under thirty minutes to play the game. One of these days, I'll get to play it. You will never get Maybe. to play that game. Probably <laughs> There's not. No way. Now, Nicole, something else you played. And she played, and I know we've talked about this game, but you got a game of Star Realms in, right? Yeah. Now, just really what we need to know is because we've talked about Star Realms before, and we've talked about Cthulhu Realms before. Yes. And you've played both of them really close together. Yes. Which one do you like? Star Realms. Really? Yes. How come? I just like that it's it's really simple. Everything just means what it means. It tells you on the card what it means. You don't have to decipher the pictures. Quit eating that corn in front of me. What are you talking about? Give me the piece of candy corn. I did a second ago. Anyhow. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's simpler. I just, I don't have to think about, I, I don't have to think about all the symbols on it. Is that what kills it? Yeah, I just, I mean, symbols can be really cool because it's just like the picture represents and there you go. It's mm-hmm. easy. You don't have to read a bunch of text. And right. which, reading text can sometimes be a bother just because, okay, I can't read that card from here or, hey, it's upside down or mm-hmm. anything like that. But at the same time, it's really nice to have that text on the card and just, I mean, you can always pick up a card and read it and then put it back down. It's not a big deal. Right. So I don't know. But we'd, we'd played Star Realms before, mm-hmm. um, but Angela really likes that game. Uh, and we hadn't played it in quite a long time, so she'd requested it. So I took it to lunch and played that with her two weeks ago. And then last week, I didn't get to play anything because, like I said, I was dealing with... I kept coming home to check on Pepper, and she's fine, by the way, at, at this point. She's eating again. <laughs> so, anyhow, for those who might be concerned. But Star Realms is your preference I like Star, Star Realms, Realms a little better. Realms. I do. Plus, okay. I just... The theme, I don't think the Cthulhu theme is all that. Great. I mean, some of the movies could be better than like a space themed for me, but, you know, it's just, oh, here's some goofy pictures. So. Okay. Anyhow, I like Star Realms better. Okay. I don't know how I feel. I have to play Star Realms again. It's been a long time since you've played, hasn't it? Right. Well, we've got some expansions upstairs that I haven't even tried. Are they in the box? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I have a bunch I... of mini expansions I got. That they, they released like four mini expansions last year, non-collectible. They had different foil packaging on each one, so you would get, you know, these each unique. I mean, it's like so expensive, though. You don't even want to know. It's like $5 for 12 cards or something stupid. And we're not playing with them? No, I mean, I just didn't think you were good enough. Oh, my gosh. I'm just kidding. That's fine. So rude. No, I just didn't. I never got got to the point where I wanted to read them or anything like that. Okay, we should do that. That's our goal for the holiday season. (laughs) When hopefully you're not working quite as much and certainly not leaving town, sir. Right. Okay. Maybe. So, um, one more game we got played. Now, we played this today. Yeah, like a few minutes ago. Right. Right. We played it from the minigame collection that was put out by Level 99. Uh Uh-huh. The minigame library. Right. Now, they've since come out with a uh, deluxe version of this game. And I don't know what that includes. This is not that. This is the original inspiration for the game, Noir. There's a deluxe version? Yes. Oh. It comes in a fancier box. Well, this one's just like in a little card right. box. Like, looks like it's just a regular deck of cards. Right, because box. we got a, we got like six games or whatever it was in one box. They all come in the one box. <clears throat> right. Now, I mean, I, this is funny. Is I've owned this set of mini games for 
like two and a half years. <laughs> this Probably. is the first time we've played this one. Now I've played I've played this by myself just you to are? learn it. Yes, just no, to you learn can't it. Even play that by yourself. Excuse me. I've I t- played it by myself just to try it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also played Pixel Tactics out of that box by myself just to try it one time, thinking maybe you'll play a game with me, but you never do. You never ask. Oh <laughs> no, uh, Noir though. Is a it's it's kind of it's another one of these half and half card decks. You pull open the box and you got a deck that you kind of split in half. And this half has a noir back on it, and the other one has uh, just a face, of, a bunch of faces of people that look like mug shots. And on the back, it has the same mug shot except deceased written across it. On the other half of the cards, right, right. <clears throat> and so then you take these. There's 25 cards in each in each stack, and you take the 25 double sided cards or double faced cards, and you put them all living side up in a five by five grid. And then you because everybody is alive at the beginning of the right. game. And then you shuffle up the uh, the other deck, which is called the evidence deck. And the person who's going to play the killer draws a top card and looks at that. And that will be a face that matches one of the faces on the table. And that becomes their identity. And they can kill people in all the adjacent cards. And I mean, and adjacent being diagonally or, as well. Right. Orthogonally and, and diagonally. So, <laughs> and diagonally. No, I'm right. just kidding. <laughs> if they're in the alley, you can kill them. I was saying diagonally. Did he say diagonally? <laughs> You and your Harry Potter. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <clears throat> so you can kill people in in all around you. And the whole goal of the killer is to kill 16 cards. Which I did not do that. to kill the inspector. Because the inspector player then starts their turn by drawing four cards, picking one of the four, placing it face down next to them, which becomes their identity on the, on the grid of people. And he also gets three cards to know which person is the, uh, you know, three people that are not the killer at that point. Right. Right. Yes. Now, how'd you do in this game? I lost. What? What's new? <clears throat> now, Nicole was, played the killer. I thought I was doing well right. for a minute. Now, as as the killer or the or the detective, you can do a couple of different actions every turn. Uh, one of the things that both of you can do is you can slide a column, and that is done by sliding a column or row off off one side like you move all the cards you know across the surface until one of them drops off the other side and you move that card back around to the side that you started the movement from right right so yes. it complete, makes a five by five that just drops a card off of one side and comes back on the other side right and it can be column or rows in that in that case and the both the inspector and the killer can do that right uh the killer can do a disguise action where they draw the top card of the deck and as long as the the card is not deceased they can then make a card on the table deceased and then take the new identity right so their old identity becomes deceased right they basically kill that guy off and then become the new Mm -hmm. character that's what i didn't do right and i think that's what killed me i should have done that maybe if i had done that I might have won. Now, I also said, I already said that you could kill someone of, of the eight surrounding cards. You could kill one of those cards. And as on the flip side, as the inspector, you can arrest one of the eight surrounding cards. Right. And you just simply point to a card and say, is this you? And if they say yes, then you win the game. Yes. And so you kind of play back and forth doing that. And it plays really tight and fast. And it's a little deduction game because... You know, obviously, the the killer is trying to... I mean, I guess the best strategy would be to kill the inspector. Well, if you can... But it, it begins this sort of cat and mouse sort of game. Yeah. Where you're kind of... Where as the inspector, even, I was like, I'm giving away my position. And she's going to try to kill me, you know? 
Well, I didn't think I was giving away my position, and yet you oh, still yeah. arrested me. You were giving it away. Well, I didn't mean to, but I don't know. Here's the thing with that, too. That's only one of the variations. Mm-hmm. There's, what, you said four different variations in that game? Yeah, there's four games in the Noir pack. And three of them are two-player. Right. So we did two of those. We did the, the killer and the inspector. Yep. And I lost. And then we did a second game that was the hitman and the sleuth. Right. And that one, well, I lost. <laughs> I thought the Hitman and Sleuth was a little bit better game. I like the other one better. Are you kidding me? No. Wow. I didn't feel like I had a chance on the Hitman and the Sleuth. On the first one, I felt like I could have won if I'd have gone ahead and just changed my identity. But I didn't do that. I was stupid. I was just trying to wrap my head around it. And by the time I did, I was dead. Well, not dead. I was arrested. On the second game? On the first game. First game, yeah. On the killer versus right. detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just starting to get it, and then it was too late. Yep. Which is normally what happens for me. That's like, what I like. By that last round, I totally get this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. I like I know. that. But, uh, yeah, I did win both times. And, I, you know, for what this is, I, I don't. I think the deluxe version is not that expensive. I think it's like 15, 20 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, and I don't know how much more stuff comes in there or anything like that. But I think that it's a it's a solid little deduction game. For it two is, players. yeah. I thought it was fun. You know, I enjoyed it, it. It's right it's right in that vein of Mr. Jack pocket. Yeah, I like that one too. It's yeah. been a long time since we played it though, so I couldn't really compare it right now. Right. I think it's right in that same vein though, except this has you know, you are moving around and you do have a location on the board. You're not floating around the outside of the board like you are Mr. Jack, but you are eliminating tiles in a grid basically. Yeah. And it plays really fast. I mean I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd recommend it over Mr. Jack Pocket or not. It's like right said, it's there been in too the long, same. I don't remember enough. I mean, maybe for the variant's sake, because this does have a three or four player version and stuff. Maybe that Which might is be worth it. Nice, yeah. So, I don't and know. maybe if it's a deluxe version, it might have another couple more variants. Anyhow, I'm not real sure. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't check into it. God, you're just letting me down today. I am not. You don't know where cocoa comes from. <laughs> you don't know what the variants South America, are. Beans. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> But anyways, that's what we got played this week. That was it, man. That was sad. Well, I mean, I, I'm surprised that we got anything to the table, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. As little as I've been here. Yeah. Um, and Pepper can't play But games. the good news is is this this next month is usually when I have pretty the much most the most time of the entire year to play stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is it. Right? Yeah, this is when we go crazy and <laughs> but start just playing all over the place. <laughs> so that's good news. Yes. Now, even better news than that is we actually did finish a 5 for 5 game. Yes. All right. All right. Let's go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a 5 for 5 update. Okay. What did we play, Nicole? We finished up Roll Through the Ages. <clears throat> right. What did you think? Eh. Oh. I liked it. We played it once, like a long, right. long time ago, and right. I really enjoyed it. And then we didn't play it, and then now we played it and played it and played it. Eh, it's okay. It's just okay. Go ahead and explain the game, and then I'll tell you more about what I think about it. All right, this is like this. What's what's cool is you open up this box and you get this big score sheet. And it's got uh, a list of monuments with point values and abilities next to them. It has. Uh, cities that are represented as dice in the game. How um, many cities you have completed, you little, get more dice to roll. Right. It's got monuments that you build specifically just for points. 
And that's pretty much all there is to this score sheet. And then you have this little cribbage board kind of thing, you know, except it's not as detailed as a cribbage board, but it's no. just, it's got uh, five different resources on it and it's got a, <laughs> yes, and Sorry. it's got, it's got five different resources on it. And as you go up each resource on the board, they go up in value and how fast they, they accumulate value as well as you get them. The different resources. Right. Yeah. And then at the very bottom of each little scoring board, you have a food track. Because right. for every die... You have to feed your workers. Right. For every die you have, your dies represent cities that produce goods and services for you. And you roll these dice and they all... The, the dice are really nice, chunky wood die. Everything component-wise on this game is right. super nice. Yeah. And each each little peg you have that goes in, in your little scoring board or your little tracking board is color-coded. Uh, and you have to spend one food every turn for each die you own or take one negative point at the end of the game. And so you roll these dice and you try to score certain faces. Some produce food, some produce workers, workers build monuments. Uh, you get like goods. Money. There's money you can right. get. There's goods, which which when you get a good, is that's, that's what's kind of unique about the goods. So you've got your little commodities there. You've got your five different commodities. And whenever you roll a good symbol on the die, you move the bottom one first. So you total them all up. Let's say you had four. You would move the bottom one. Then you move the next one up. Then you move the next one up and the next one up. And that would be it. That would be all you would move over to the next space that they have in order on their little pegboard. Right. And so and as you go from bottom to top, they go up in value. Like the bottom one is the wood commodity. And it's, it's only worth one. It's worth very little. Yeah. First, first tick. <laughs> What's funny about all these is they don't do anything specific themselves, really. No. They just represent a certain number of points that you can spend towards building monuments. Like, uh, is it monuments? It's built, Well, no, monuments were the uh, workers you had to use. It's the developments. Right. Developments, right. So you use them towards certain developments. And developments are like your secret power kind of things or your, your upgrade you know, ability, your tech tree or whatever. So you right. build... Uh, so like you might spend 10 of your goods right. to purchase... Uh, an option where th when you roll the dice, there's one side of it that is worth two resources, but it also has a skull on it. Mm. And the skulls can be bad. The more skulls you right. get, different things happen. That if die you, locks as well. It locks, yeah. You're not allowed to re-roll it again. So if you end up rolling two skulls, then you have famine and your workers uh, go, I guess, go, or no, it's a drought or something. Right. So you automatically take two hit points of damage. Well, you lose two points. Or lose at the point, end of the two game. points. It's not hit points, but two lose, lose two <laughs> points. Look, I'm getting ready to sneeze here again. I'm so sorry. I don't sorry. want you to. I'm trying not to. I don't want you to. Am I catching a cold? What's going no. on here? Anyhow, um, <laughs> so skulls, right. So right. if you roll two of them, then you uh -huh. take two. Uh, Two, two points against you at the end of the game. Quit laughing at me. <laughs> oh, if you roll three, then there's pestilence, and that affects your, your opponent instead, mm -hmm. and they lose three points. If you roll four, then you lose something. I don't remember what happens against you, what they call it, but you lose four points at the end of the game. And if mm -hmm. you roll five, it just keeps getting worse as you go. Right. If, you, if you roll five, you lose all your goods. Yeah, which is bad. So right. let's say that you've got 10 points. You can roll it so that you don't have drought anymore. So if you mm -hmm. only roll two skulls, normally you would take two points, two negative points for the end of the game. You don't have to incur that wrath yes. at the end of the game, which is good. Mm -hmm. So those are the different kind of uh, – and one of them, if you spend like 20 points or 20 goods, then what did you get? What do you go down that one that – there's a, there were a bunch of different ones. There's a ton of them. Don't worry about it. Like you might get one extra food every time you roll a food die. 
Right. You might or get an extra, extra worker. worker yeah. Or yeah. you score bonus points on every monument built at the end or every city or die you're rolling. You get right. a point for that. But you got all these different variances that you can do. But ultimately, the game ends whenever you've either built – when one player's built five developments or all of the monuments have been built. Now, if all the monuments have been built, nobody gets to play another turn. However, if somebody builds their fifth development, everybody gets to play out until there's an even number of turns played for all players. Right. So, I mean, it's it's kind of it, – it's weird because if you go – if you lowball those points – on those developments, you can end this game really, really quick. fast, yeah. Now, this game is only going to play, especially with two players, I would say no more than 30 minutes. Probably not. And I would say even with the full five or whatever players or four players that you can play out of the box. It's only four. Right. Because there's four cribbage boards. Right. Even with the four boards that are in there, you could it would probably take you less than an hour to play this. So this yeah. would be a good lunchtime game, I feel like. Yeah, probably so. Um now, we never played it for three or four players, no. so we never got to have that. And, and three is usually where you add that chaotic element back into a game. That's usually where it stops being head-to-head and stop, starts being a little more chaos, which sometimes enhances a game. I don't see there being that much potential for chaos in this game, right. though, because the only thing that you can do that affects someone else mm-hmm. is pestilence. If you roll three skulls, then your opponent takes... Three damage, or not damage. I keep wanting to say damage. They lose three <laughs> points at the end of the game. Right. That's it. That's yes. as much chaos as you get. Right. The rest of it, you're just playing solitaire. Yeah, there's very little interaction. There's no interaction. And so you're, you're, there's not big decisions. And I found a lot of times when I was watching you and I play, we were going for the same things every time. Like yeah. the first thing we would build is a quarry. Because then when you collect your, if you collect two resources, the second thing that up is the stone resource, and you get to collect two every time you would collect one of that. Uh-huh. And we we would immediately get the quarry, because you're just adding numbers up twice as fast. Right. And, and then with the quarry, you could always, you could also buy a development that would allow you to use one tick mark on its little track mm-hmm. to equate to three workers instead. Mm-hmm. So that stone is just... That's like the most valuable thing in the game. That's the only thing that serves another re- serves as another purpose. Right. Everything else is just here's points. So the only thing I would ever do, there's there's one other way that you sort of interact with each other. This is sort of like Warehouse 51, and that only the first and second player who build a monument are able to get points for that monument. Oh, that's true. And so a couple of times I would cash stone in because you were close to finishing a monument. And I went ahead and completed the monument before you. And then you'd get more points. And then right. even if I do finish, I can still finish the monument, yes. but I'm only going to get half the points right. for it. Which makes the other person really mad at you, I found out. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, yeah, that part of the chaos would add in a little bit. Because if right. you buy the, if you finish a monument and get 10 points, mm-hmm. the second person finishes it for five points. That last person, if you had three players, is not right. going to even care about that monument because they're not going to get anything for accomplishing mm-hmm. it. But a lot of times I found out that the only strategy I could come up with was I'm going to try to build all my developments until I have four, until I'm one away from winning. Yeah. And then I'm going to start looking at your boards and seeing how many points you're at and your score sheets and try to figure out where you're at. And I'll try to elongate the game if I can just by, like, you know, doing other things, trying to gain points 
and then try to get that fifth development because it seems well, like, long, yeah, it you just like I wait could get until, five developments, no problem. Yeah, you just wait until, okay, I'm definitely in the lead, so let me go ahead and end right. this game right Which now. Which brings me to another point. When I, I mean, we played this five times, and I lost twice and won three times. Did you lose twice? I thought you only yeah. lost once. You won the last game. Oh, I did. Okay, never mind. Right. Yeah, you're right. I lost twice yeah. and, and won three times. Now, I would... This is what's funny. is I found this is one of these games, especially in a two-player sense, where halfway through the game, I could look over and see that you were ahead of me. Uh-huh. And at, at that point, realize that even with perfect dice rolls, I would not make a comeback unless you were a disaster. Yeah. And, and, it, and the chances of you being disastrous enough for me to come back are almost zero. True. So this kind of reveals the end of the game probably halfway through the game. The good news is, is this game is less than 30 minutes. So at the 10-minute mark, if you look over and go, oh, great, I'm losing, and all you have to do is just sort of hold your breath for 10 minutes, it doesn't really mean that much to you. True. But it also makes the game, it makes you feel like strategically that you aren't really doing anything except becoming a victim of circumstance. Yeah. So, I don't know. <sighs> by the fifth game, I felt like it kind of fizzled a little bit. Yeah, I was kind of done with it Yeah. by the fifth game. I don't think this one holds up really, really well. No. And, and this one comes pretty recommended. Yeah, I think <clears> once, you, <throat> once you get the strategies down of... You know, if, if we're if I buy a development and you end up buying the same thing, and then I buy a monument and you go towards the same thing, yeah. You know, like you said, you just get to you just get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm in the lead, just end it. You just end it as fast as you can mm-hmm. and be done with it. That's that's the biggest strategy, right? Is, so, I mean, I'm I got I can't really recommend this game. I don't think I can recommend it. I either. can't either. It's okay. I mean, if it were given to you, I would play it. You right. know, right. but it's not something that knowing what I know about it at this point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. There's so it. many other games that play at a higher strategic level, like Tides of Time Upstairs. Oh, that one's way more fun. It's way better than this. And if you're looking for a two player game, then yeah, hands down, that'd be better. Why would you mess around with this if you could play that? Because there's dice. People like dice. Don't care. The components are so gorgeous. You want this game to be awesome because. Right. I mean, there's little pegboards. Uh-huh. They're fun. I don't know why. There's just something about a little pegboard yeah. that's fun. These big, chunky wooden dice, they're nice. You know, it, it's fun to roll them. Right. But... Now, now, here's the shocking thing as well. What? There's an expansion? No. This game oh. is designed by Matt Leacock. Yeah. Who is the creator of Pandemic. Yeah. And Forbidden Island. Yeah. And Forbidden Desert. Yeah. All games that we think are amazing. Yeah. This is this is this like is not it's kind of a dud. The, well, kind of. Now they do have a sequel to this game. There's a sequel. Yeah, they have. This the is called the Bronze Age. This is Roll Through the Ages Bronze Age, and they have like one called the Iron Age or something like that now. Okay, what's the difference? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, didn't research at all. <laughs> but I did hear like a casual. But I hear it's chocolate flavored. I've heard. I've heard reviews that said that they didn't like it as much, and it's like, well, maybe it would be good because I didn't like this one at all. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is okay. I mean, honestly, if you really want to roll games and and act like you have, you know, roll dice and, and act like you have some sort of strategy that you, you can come up with, uh, I just don't, I don't know. I think you'll be disappointed if you're into a mechanical-centric game and you end up with this. if you found it in a bargain bin for five five bucks, totally worth, totally it. worth it. But yeah. any more than that, meh. I think it goes like 25 or 30 or something like I that think in the stores. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to pay that much yeah. for it. So Not worth it. Sorry. Probably going to go on my cell pile. 
Oh, that's pretty hardcore. I'm just telling you. Let me play what with Angela once first. You can play it one time. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but that's the game we completed on 5 for 5 this week. Now, that does leave three more games, and one have? of them is unrevealed. Now, we have uh, oh, yeah. Confusion. Yeah. We have Devastation of Endings. I thought we revealed last week. I don't know. Last time. I don't know. But this also, re- that, this also leaves Motainai. Because we screwed up. Right. So we had to replace it. Right. Right. Gotcha. Which is the Glory to Rome clone. The Chuck, uh, whatever his name is. <laughs> Ugh, ridiculous. I, I don't even want to try to say it. I'll mess it up. I can't I, remember what it is. I Ch- have no Chudwick idea. or something like that? I don't know. The game's in the other room. Doesn't matter. I had to clean up. We're hosting for Thanksgiving, too. So, oh, Ooh, yay. I know. Now, uh, this week we played a game that has been sitting in our collection without being played for about 14 months. Yes. And uh, we decided to look at our collection and see what is the game that we've owned the longest without playing and find out what about that. All these games have been all right now this isn't like a proud list no this is <laughs> you keep calling it the shame games now, i know <laughs> let me let me just preface this by saying that that if you've got a, a game collection that's like 300 games and you buy games like five at a time or four at a time like i do there's crazy (laughs) (laughs) no if you if you've got a 300 game collection you buy games like four or five at a time there's games that slip through the the cracks and you just kind of get busy or you only get three of them three of the four played or whatever and then all of a sudden it's a you know a year later and you're like oh man we really got to play that game yeah that's what five for five was made for really right because we kept having games that we didn't get to now so i'm just gonna like sort of preface this list by saying that I've got games that are 12 months old and 10 months old that I haven't played yet. Yeah. I mean, for fact. The game I bought at, uh, on our vacation we haven't played yet. Oh, I know. Nefarious. Yeah. It's on so, my list. So just, just to kind of preface this, that I don't consider a game that's a year old that hasn't been played yet to be even worthy of this list. Oh. So, so I'll start off with some honorable mentions, but so, we're not even going to do a real top five. Oh, I, I got like seven games. What do you got? Well, I've got some games. Well, do I just you? mentioned one of them. What do you got? I don't remember. Where's my phone? Hold on. Wait. All right. Give me one. I'm getting my phone. Give me one so I can blow you out of the water. What? Okay. So <laughs> these were the, these are the ones that I listed that not only have we not played, but that I really, really, really want to get to the table. I didn't go by like how long we've had them. All right. Go for it. Okay, I number did not one do that. was Nefarious. We've had that for like two months. I know. I really want to play it. <laughs> Relax. I bought it <laughs> with my own monies. Take it to work and play it with Angela. I can't. I don't have time. Yes, you do. We only have an hour and we have to that's eat. That's plenty of time. I don't know how to play it yet. I know. That's, I, that's the real issue, isn't it? It is. You haven't taught me how to play it yet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so tell me one of yours. Uh, here's, I'll just give, because I did it by dates. Oh, you're doing it by dates? Well, do you want me to just give my whole list? No. Oh. I, my, 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 my seventh game. <laughs> seventh oldest game that I haven't played is Disc Duelers. This is a level 99 game as well, like Noir. 
I don't even remember seeing this up there. It is a dexterity game. Remember, this is a game I got, and it came with a whole bunch of little white discs and a sticker sheet. Oh! And I was missing one white disc, and I had to send I had to send a letter to Level 99 to get uh-huh. another white disc delivered to me, and they did. Right. And now I have a complete set. We have not played this little dexterity game of flicking discs around, and you have, like, little character cards that go with each disc. And they have little special abilities, and they're, it's actually a really neat little little dexterity game. Yeah. It's super fun. I played it like two months ago by myself, but I haven't played it with you or anybody else yet. So does that count since you've played it by yourself? It does count. It does count because Are that's... you sure? You're not important? I think you're important. Oh, 15 months. <laughs> 15 months, by the way. Okay. <laughs> that's, how old, that's how long I've had that and have not played that. Okay. What's your next one? You don't have to look at my list. Stop well, looking at my I, list. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things on my list is uh, Roll for the Galaxy. That's like, we've had that like six months. Maybe. I know, but I really want to play it. I know. We played Race for the Galaxy. I liked it. It was pretty fun. I want to play Roll Rolls for the Galaxy. way better. That's what I keep hearing. I know. And yet, I, did a test I don't game. know. It was good. You played it by yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next. Roll for the Galaxy is really cool. That's what I I'm hear. I'm excited to play it. Uh, time and space. That's on my list. Is it? Yes, that's why I looked at your Excellent. list. Excellent. Because I didn't eight, want to like steal your thunder. Eighteen months. That's how long, how long I've had, had that? that. Yes, this is a stronghold game, and you have little spaceships with little sand timers on them. And I, I don't know exactly what you're doing. Maybe it's a pick up and deliver game. I don't you know. You didn't play this by yourself? No. Oh. I, I read the rules once, and I can't remember it because it was months and months and months ago. But I, I do ago? know I do know that it plays at a half hour, so I, it might be a good candidate for five for five lists. I thought it was a three player. I, that I think might be what it is. That's the problem with it. Right. We can't get it to the table because we can't get anybody over because you work too much. Hey. You work too much. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, you work just as much. No, I I, I don't. <laughs> I don't work nearly as much as you. Okay. But then I do work on the house, and that's a job. <laughs> I do the most important job ever. I'm a I mother. clean the house. Oh, don't don't do that. <laughs> okay, That's awful. Mind. Okay, never he mind. heard some. It was Bill Burr <laughs> making fun of Oprah, saying that being a mother was the most important job in the world, or the hardest job hardest in the world. Job. I do the hardest job in the world. I'm a mother. And then- it's like, yeah, talks. yeah, is that harder than being a redhead and doing roofing in the summer? <laughs> or, or a coal miner or something. <laughs> is being a mother worse than having black lung? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I hurt my finger when I pushed the play button on the VCR. <laughs> the DVT player. You're out in the park. You're in the sunshine. You're off the grid. You don't even pay taxes. Oh, it's so funny. Bill Burr, he's a hoot. Yep. If you don't listen to Bill Burr, you should. I, I agree. Time and space. <laughs> Sorry. Victim, victim of what I call the three-player curse. Yeah, around here it is. So what's next on your list? Uh, Caverna. Oh, come on. We haven't even had that a year. Yes, we have. No. I got it like last December. Did you get it for me for Christmas or something? No, I didn't buy you that. That's my game. I thought you bought it for me. Look, in, in, in the big split of, of 2035. <laughs> What does that even mean? That's me prophesizing. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's my caverna. (laughs) No? Next. Okay. Next. Here's what I'm ashamed of. This is one of my Kickstarters. 
The Agent Agents the Card Game. This is a uh I know. What is that? I I kickstarted this game for like 15 bucks. Do we have it? Yeah. Did we get it? Yeah. Where is it? Have it's I seen upstairs. it? It's upstairs. It came in like a really crappy box. Like, basically, they sent me, like, here's the game in a box that barely contains it, and here's all the expansions you get with it for your Kickstarter. And it's like, oh, great. So, immediately, I have a game that won't fit in the box. So, it's in another box. Oh. And it's 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 like a weird... It's another one of those games that plays how you sit at the table is who you're playing against, because you're playing against the people on each side of you. So not a two-player game? You can play two players. It's just not as cool. Can you play it three-player? Yeah. Well, then how do you determine who's across from you? You're, well, I can't remember exactly how it plays. Don't, don't even get started with me. <laughs> but, I mean, you are trying to, like, I think you're trying to, I don't even know. I don't even know. You're just trying to beat other people. It's just shameful. And win. Yeah, you're, you're agents and you shoot people. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it was like a, it was a card game Kickstarter, and, and of course, it got talked up really high. And eh. Eh. I never. I mean, it's it's it, it might be fun, but I've had it for eighteen months. So someday we'll see. I'm so bad. Okay. This that, that those by the way, think... that's the end of my honorable mentions. The real list starts from here. The <laughs> next four are shameful. <laughs> so oh. shameful. <laughs> Nicole, what's next on your list? That's not even close. Uh, Lost Valley. I've only had that for like three months. You've had it longer than that. Oh. It's been at least six. Okay, we'll give you six. Okay, because I think we got it around 4th of July. Right, right. That's it, only like five. Okay. It looks fun. Yeah, it looks fun, but I haven't had it very long. But it looks fun. Right. Can we play it? I bought this off the Board Game Geek Marketplace for It's like another three-player curse games, isn't it? I don't think so. See, I think that's what we're going to end up having to do is just... I think this is a two-player game up there. No, it's not. Is it? I don't think so. Maybe, I'm, maybe you're I right. I think that's the problem. Right. It is. I know it is. That's it what is. I said. That's why I said it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we going to have, like, a new segment? What? Three-player curse games? Hmm. I'm just going to tell you, you're not allowed to take a drink when I take a drink. You know that's <laughs> the rule, Because we right? have dead silence. Right. I mean, that's what that was. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the drinking duo. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> i was thirsty <laughs> the water looks so refreshing i know you, you can't you can't look at me and go oh yeah i want water too and then do it you have to keep talking for a second <laughs> then you can indulge okay <laughs> okay next uh, next one uh, illuminati deluxe there's a steve jackson game and illuminati is a game that he's had out since the 80s and it's you know it's just what it is i mean you're playing a card game and it's sort of like a spatial game where you're trying to play this card has to play next to this card and you can't play one this direction or that direction and it's constantly building this little grid of cards in front of you that stretches out your control and you're trying to have the biggest illuminati or score the most points or something like that but regardless of that i bought it 10 years ago why at least because <laughs> Let me just tell you that, that when I bought this game, I would go into a game store and over half of it would be Warhammer and miniature kind of stuff. And then another half of it would be collectible card games. And board games were like this little tiny, you know, single shelf in the corner. And most of what was on it was Steve Jackson games. Yeah. And, and there just wasn't what there is now. When you walk in a game store now, it's like tons of board games, you know? Well, Yeah. I mean, this is outside of the war games, because there's always been these these war games with a box full of chits, you know. Where did you buy it? 
I bought it from Battle Zone Games, and they're not even in business anymore. Where was that? It was in Raytown. Battle Zone. Have I been there? Uh, Did you ever take so. me? You never took me? I don't know. Huh. You weren't playing board games at the time. I still might have. You were like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go play Warhammer with the fellas on well, Sunday. Warhammer? And you're like, no, I don't want to play that. Warhammer. <laughs> you're going to take your little painted miniatures? Oh, my God. Go have fun with your little dolls. Yeah. <laughs> you can make fun of me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My dolls. Your dolls. Your They're not dolls. <laughs> They're action figures. That's action. No. Illuminati. That's okay. my next list. Ten years plus. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, then Rampage. Come on. We got that in like the spring. <laughs> There's little <laughs> monsters in the box. You build buildings. And you yeah. won't even open the box. I need to. I asked you to open the box, and you won't do it. I, okay. There's I'll, so many cool bits in there. I and will stickers. do it. You can, you, can have, you can have craft time for like an hour after you open that box. I stickers on things? I believe so. Won't that be fun? Maybe. Come on. I don't know. I'm kind of... This is stupid, but I do these things. I'm kind of half tempted not to open it. Mm-hmm. Because it's the actual Rampage one and not the Terror and Meeple City one. What if it ends up collectible? Really? Well, you know, if you had your Star Wars characters from a million years ago. No. I know. It won't be worth anything to anybody. The first Star Wars characters I ever got were from Sears Catalog. You the actual that? flip through the catalog, had to order them through the phone line? Sears Catalog used to sell stuff. Like, it would say, it would show, like, a series of, of like, toys all together that were in a collection. And they would say, get all of these for a lower price. But they would, like, send them to you not in their original packages. Weird. They would come, like, in just, like, a little plastic tube. Like, my, my Luke Skywalker came in a little plastic, little clamshell kind of thing. That's weird. They got some sort of cut rate deal, and it just was a cardboard box with a bunch of those little tubes in it. And that was all my original action figures. No no cool display back or anything cool like that. Is that how you chose to get them, or you just kind of saw <clears throat> them in there? Well, you, you know, your mother says to you, you know, I was really, really young. And she says to, you know, little five-year-old me, hey, you want some Star Wars toys? And I said, yeah. She's like, okay, well, pick pick the ones you want. And I, and I was like, well, I really like these. And I just point to them. And she's like, okay, well, I can get you all those if you want. And I'm like, all those? <laughs> <laughs> when I was five years old, I wasn't going, wait a second, are these going to be worth money? What if these are valuable? I was thinking, I can't wait to play with these things. I'm going to put them in the sandbox and ruin the joints. Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) I didn't do that. You probably did. (laughs) I think I might have buried them a few times. You don't have them anymore, do you? No. Yeah. I sold them all in a garage sale. Kid down the street bought them. Terrible. That kid's happy today. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't think Rampage is going to be worth anything? No. Okay. Well, then I'll open it. Five dollars more. It's the Rampage edition. Oh, the one that most people have. The uh, well, probably. All right, my next one. Yes, Arena Maximus. See, I don't even know these this games. Is funny. Like, this, I don't. Arena I Maximus. I looked in the closet. I didn't see any of these things. This is on the shelf. Everything I've said up up to now has been on the shelf, just sitting right there. For I don't your remember perusal. seeing it. Um. Arena Maximus. It must look boring. It, it is a yellow box with some red lettering on it. It is a fantasy flight game from back before people would say that Fantasy Flight was a great company. 
<laughs> they made boring looking games. Well, I mean, in this one, you have like these little chips and you put them out in this little oval and you have little chariots. Oh. No, no. You put some little chariots out and you get to kind of race little chariots around this oval and try to make a lap or whatever, you know? <laughs> it's fine. It's terrible. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's not amazing. I'm going to tell you that right now. You By really the- did do shame games. We did different lists. That's what I would say. I did games I wish we'd play that we that's, just that's don't. That's fine. That's fine. I'm here to shame myself to, for everybody. <laughs> Arena Maximus, 10 plus years, holding hands with Illuminati. Bought wow. right around the same time. That's crazy. Okay. Weird, right? Yeah. What do you got next? Are you just going to get mad at me on this? Get ready. Brace yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. <laughs> Dead of Winter. What? We no, just, just got that one like a month ago. <laughs> It was a Target special. We talked about it on the podcast. What? What? I still want to play it. You don't get to now. Probably not. This is crazy. We're just putting it off. Is that the end of your list? No, I got one more. Good. That's even worse. My next one? (laughs) My next one. Now, mind you, this little shelf in the corner of the stores was pretty pathetic. And... (laughs) This one, this it had a lot of the Twilight Creation games. Like, if anybody really wants to know oh. what Twilight Creations is, it's the Zombies game with three exclamation points mm-hmm. at the end of it. They make that game. And that Brother of the Beast game or whatever it was <laughs> that we played. It's, it's, the next, it's the next number of the Beast or something like that. Neighbor of the Beast. No, that was one of the, <laughs> that was one the, of the cards. cards. <laughs> 667, the Neighbor uh-huh. of the Beast. That was funny. Or 668. Six, six, eight. Eight, I think. Yeah, 668. But, uh, 667 was like Sister of the Beast or something. Well, 333 was Son of the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, enough of these crappy devil jokes. Let's get to a, de- <laughs> a de- devil game that wasn't a joke. Dante's Inferno. Again, don't remember even seeing I it. I don't even know what this game's about. I bought this game. There's like there's a bunch of rings, like little colored coated rings that are supposed to be like hell and I don't know even know what you're doing in this because game. Because the levels. Of- I, I mean, honestly, I feel like I got to get this game played. Twelve How long have you plus had years. It? Twelve years. Yes. Well, we were still together at that time. Yes. I don't remember you even buying this. I, I. I don't think you ever even showed it to me. It's not like you came home and said, "Hey, honey, look what I got." <laughs> right around this time, I bought this because my Warhammer group was starting to kind of fizzle, and we were getting ready to kind of like start playing other type of games. And I bought this thinking that we were going to play, and that's when everything completely fizzled. And huh. we, didn't, we just kind of stopped playing altogether. Yeah. And that's when I got Dante's Inferno, so it just sat on the shelf. Huh. Terrible, right? Okay. Is it a two-player? I don't know. Well, let's take a look at it tonight. We might play it. No way. Not tonight. Can we you got, handle it? We got to eat dinner tonight. I'm I hungry. Know. Me too. Uh, what do you, what's your last game on your list? Don't yell. God, just brace yourself, because I'm going to. <laughs> oh. Mysterium. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. I've had that for like two weeks. I know. I totally want to play it. <laughs> you bought it. You left town. I haven't gotten to play anything lately, hardly. It's oh, my goodness. I'm jonesing for a game. You just had four. Yeah, that. but that one game wasn't very good. <laughs> and Noir was good. I want to play that again. You Maybe you will. I like Noir. All right. My last game. And this is the, the king of my shame. This I bought this. Now, some people in the United States especially will remember a place called KB Toy and Hobby. And they've gone out of business. But KB Toys was like this treasure trove of discounted games. 
Like they would they would go through it and they would just like cross it out with a red pen and write in the new price. Yeah. This is how I got like uh, uh, Heroes Quest. I got Heroes Quest for like 15 bucks because KB just went and crossed out the number and wrote in $15. Mm-hmm. You know? This game I bought for $2.50. Whoa. This game came out in 1981 and I don't know exactly when I bought it, but it had to be within a couple years of then. Wow. Which means that I've had this game over 30 years. And you have not played it? I have not played it. it is oh, a, my it's, gosh. It's a game by TSR, which if you don't know what TSR is, that's the company know. that owned Dungeons & Dragons before Wizard of the Coast. Okay. And TSR put out a series of these little boxed games. They were little clamshell games. And they were just a little punch-out chit sheet that had, like, little third-inch, you know, squares that had, like, like a did stat on it that? and a name. To know it was a third of an inch. Of course I did. I put it up next to my molar and you know, whatever. <laughs> I chewed on it. The, uh, <laughs> this is called They Invaded Pleasantville. And it has a picture of like, you know, that I don't even know what the name of the picture is. Remember that farmer picture where it's like a farmer and his American wife? Gothic. There you go. American Gothic. It has a variation of that, except now the wife has antennas and glowing green eyes. Creepy. Right. It has it has a whole box full of these little tiny chits and this big paper map that you're supposed to fold out, which we could really do with our vault. Ooh, because right? we have a plastic sheet. Yes, yeah. we have the acrylic layer, and we could get we could we plastic could sheet, acrylic layer. You know, say it fancy how you want it. We- <laughs> it's barbecue sauce, not smoked ketchup. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> so. Maybe we could check that off my list. That'd be a good That'd one. That'd be fun, too. I only want to play this once because I'm not, I mean, honestly, I have to read a rule book that that is, like, the same size as, like, you know. But what if it's really fun? You don't want to play it again? I mean, if honestly, if it's amazing, I'd play it again, but I, it doesn't have that kind of credibility or that kind of <laughs> history. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's uh, that's my list of shame. That's insane. What? I mean, there's four games that are 10 years or more. Honestly, without those four games, I'm not even kidding you, there is nothing that's over a year. Or maybe over a year and a half. I was going to say, well, he's got 18 months on here, right, so. Right, right. Those, those games I just listed, there's nothing else that, that's longer than that. Those are my longest games. Well, I think order. that's mostly due to the 5 for 5. Probably. pulled out some of those Probably. old games. <clears throat> yeah. Dragon's Gold was one of those ones that we played recently. That's that was, a good one. That was on that list, though, that I had, I had owned for almost probably around a decade. Really? Yeah. That's insane, baby. Yeah, I know. It's a good one. Anyways, uh, we well, I mean, you know what? Let's. Uh, that was that was my list. Uh huh. And we also put it to our guild members and, uh, to see if they had any kind of games that they hadn't played in a while. And, and we I, did post it in your <laughs> words instead of mine, apparently. Right. 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 Now. I didn't say shameful list or anything like that, but I am ashamed. But now we're going to shame you. Uh, Brendan offered three. He said, The Great Dal Moody. He said he bought this game a decade ago on a whim at a game store. It's a card game version of Presidents, which I've never played. No. And anyhow, he's never gotten around to playing this, but knows it's supposed to be fun. And it's in his filler game, uh, the filler game box. uh, It sits. I guess it's in his filler game box. It's, it's right, yes. Right. Now, here's now, the thing. I've played Great played Del Moody. That. I've played Great Del Moody. Right. This is just like a hierarchy game. Yeah. You 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 start at the Great Del Moody, which is in charge of everything, and then it goes then there's like the Lesser Del Moody, and then it goes all the way down to Lesser Peon by the time you're at the lowest rank. 
And the lesser peon has to do menial tasks like deal cards and the great Dal Moody can make him redo stuff. And it's just this jerky social game with this hierarchy. And you're trying to play certain cards on your turn that raise your status, you know, and dethrone the Dal Moody and then you become the Dal Moody. But it just, I, I mean... Isn't it a three-player game again, though? Oh, I think so. Because I think that's why, like, somehow we managed to play it, though. Do we play it with, like, one of your college friends or something? I don't remember. Trevor or something? Don't remember. Maybe. Because I know we played it. Yeah. And then we never did again. It's This is, like, the kind of game, though. It, it's just like Cards Against Humanity, where you're going to play it a few times, and you're going to get over it. <laughs> okay? You're just going to be over it. You're going to be like, eh. Yeah. I think I'm done playing that game. You know, huh. it's okay. It's funny. It's funny because you get to kind of like be mean to your friends, but that's always a good time. Yeah, but then, but then, then after a few <laughs> weeks of being mean to your friends over and over again, you're just like, ah, you're such a whip dog. I don't, <laughs> I just don't feel good doing it anymore. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it just it, it kind of kind of wears out. Uh, he also mentioned the sinking of, of Titanic. He said he bought it four years ago. Hey. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a shameful one. Um, just this I, year, he. Well, I don't know that game. I know that's we not have the game, one that we no, have. No, we have that it? game Titanic. That's it's a just, roll and move awful fest. It was fun, no. sort of. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh my goodness, no. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> but uh, just this year, he said he finally broke out and played Stevenson's Rocket. I have no idea what that Never is. Never heard of it. And he bought it on his honeymoon in 2001. That's pretty that's shameful. Awesome. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's, that's, I only have one that beats him on that. That's yeah, pretty good. That's your crazy 30 years. They invaded Pleasantville. <laughs> uh, his wife didn't like it, and it's been on the shelf ever since. Well, he yes. said he played it once. See, that, that, that doesn't count. He played it. No, no, no. It. He said he recently broke it out. Oh. That he'd bought then. They played it once, and then it sat on the oh, shelf again. Oh, it, it had sat on the shelf for that long. Yeah. That's pretty shameful still. Yeah. That's a good one. Why are we shaming our poor listeners? God, I just so shamed sorry. myself for how long? Well, you deserve it, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, Michael answered, and he said the only thing that he's never played, except for the ones underneath the guest bed that, that Santa um, is bringing. No, oh, you're not supposed to say that out loud. That's what? Creepy. I don't know. Anyhow. Oh, <laughs> Don't look under the guest bed. <laughs> the Krampus is under there. Uh, he said moo and more. Dot, dot, dot. I don't know what that is. I don't know. We bought it off a podcast recommendation. It has German rules. The only version of the English rules That's we could why find. I don't know what that is. We're just for the moo game, and we didn't understand them even in English. It's been around six months. Six months. You know, Come that's kind of like, what was that one nightmare game that Okram or Okram? Uh, oh, Onerim? Whatever. Yeah. I never did get that game. Like, we played it. Yeah. And it just made no sense to me whatsoever. I got it. It just. I didn't get it. It felt, it felt like sort of like playing solitaire, though, where you're just like, oh, yay, the shuffle no, didn't I get go my way. Solitaire. This time. I understand how that works. That game never clicked. Yeah. Maybe it's like that. Uh, I don't know, but six months is nothing to be ashamed about. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, enough My about shame. My latest was even longer than that one. Yep. But that's okay. Look, We're not here to shame her. Look, enough about everybody's shame. Let's talk about the game that we finally got played. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components success and failure, 
and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. All right. Now, this week we played Stone Age. And in this game, your tribe is counting on you to grow and thrive better than the tribes next door. At the start of the game, each player has a player board that stores money, resources, tribesmen, development, and buildings. And each player receives ten food and three of the tribesmen. Stone Age is played on a board that showcases several action spaces. Placing a member of your tribe on one of these spaces yields various results, like gaining more food, tribesmen, construction resources, cultural advancements, or new buildings. Each turn, the players take turn placing tribesmen until everyone has run out. The catch is that only so many people can occupy most spaces each turn, and many actions only allow a single player, so choose wisely and prioritize. Then, starting with the first player, everyone picks up all of their tribesmen and receives the space action in whatever order they choose. So, to simplify, or most likely confuse, each turn you grow your tribe in size, buildings, food, culture, or resources. The tribe size allows more actions each turn. Resources lead to buildings. Buildings give game end points. Uh, and culture gives resources and end game points as well. So, when one of the building stacks or a player deck runs out, players count up the points and the one with the most wins. Simple? Well, maybe not. But life was tough for caveman people. Was that like the fastest rules that I've ever read in my life? It's not a very difficult game. There's not a whole right. lot to it, to be right. honest. That's what I think. Uh-huh. <clears throat> this is known as a worker placement game, just yes. so everybody knows up front. And, and this is simply placement. that you have you have these little, you know, workers that you put down, these little tokens that you put down on spots, and then you receive some sort of benefit from that spot. Right. And then an, an entire turn is made up of placing these things down and getting all these actions and then removing them, you know, at the end of the turn and doing it again. To receive the action. Yeah. Right. And that that's how you do it, that's just it. over and over and over again. Right? Yeah. So <clears throat> let's just get to the game start and see what happens, Nicole. Yes, I'm first player, I think. It, it says actually specifically that it goes to the youngest. Shut <laughs> up. It does. What? It's so mean. What? You're three months older than me. <laughs> Don't get snotty. There's no reason to be snotty. All right, here we go. Because I, I got to make this tribe count, okay? That's not it. Um, I think I want agriculture right off the bat. Of I know it seems crazy. No. You're like, that's what I would have chosen. That's what I would have chosen. <laughs> Not this round, lady. I'm out there farming, tilling. I'm tilling it. Hmm. <laughs> no? That's not a hip term in the farm fields? Um, How you doing? Tilling it. Weird. You're weird. Dare you not laugh at my jokes. I try hard, you know that? Okay, so... Yes? If I put guys on a resource, then I have to roll however many guys, and that then divide it by the resource, and that's how many I actually get. Right. So if I only put one out, I only get one die. Right. And then I have to divide that one die. Yes. So if I only put one guy on the river, I can't actually get it with just one you guy, could. can You'd I? have to roll a six. 
Because six oh, yeah. divided by six You're is right. One. Math. <laughs> you just got learned. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's been a really long day. Too bad. This is already just very complex. Feels like it, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Get in there. Okay. It's not that complex. <laughs> this There's is division involved. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Um, on this game, you have certain spaces that get you resources. Right. Now, these uh, resources are wood and stone and clay and... Gold. Gold. I right? know. You go panning for gold. <laughs> now, each one of these has a different modifier. Do you think modif- the cavemen panned for gold? No. Because what did gold give them? Anything? I don't think they cared about it that much. I don't think anyone would. No. I still don't understand why we do. It's just shiny. Okay. So wood, stone, <laughs> clay, and gold. Now, here's here's uh, here's what's weird about this is that whenever you're gathering, gathering one of these resources, you have a certain dividing number. And so, for instance, wood divides by three. And stone divides by... Four. four and then clay divides by five or no, no and gold divides that. by six reverse that because clay divides by doesn't no. clay divide by four and stone divides by five yeah and then gold divides oh, by yeah. six sorry now what this means is is that every turn you have a when you decide to place a worker on this spot you can actually place as up to seven guys on those individual spots and then you roll that as many dice as you had workers on that spot right. and then you divide it by whatever the the, the modifier is right so if you go gathering stone mm-hmm. and you put three of your workers towards that, right. then you get to roll three dice. Mm-hmm. Whatever total that you roll, if you roll a 12, you, you have to divide by that by five. So you actually only get two stone. Right. Right. And this is something I hadn't seen in another worker placement game. Uh-uh. That sort of random element. I thought that was pretty cool. It is kind of neat, yeah. <clears throat> so and food's divisible by two. You can go hunting, right? Too. Right, but but you don't usually you don't use food to buy anything. No, but you you, <coughs> you do still have to roll dice for the food. Right, right. So here's the first turn, and it is a long clip, but it does capture a lot of information about the game. Okay, I'm gonna go two guys a gathering. I'm gonna go to the what is it? <laughs> okay, so I can't go to the woods now. That's right. Okay. I stole that opportunity with Thanks my fuzzy-haired meat. for that, which means that pretty much all I can do mm-hmm. is either go to the quarry or the river. Or you can come down here if you get those I don't resources. Have any yeah, resources. but during the gathering, you decide when you do stuff. Oh. So you could potentially have resources that you could pay for that with. Well, I don't want to pay for that. That looks like it's really going to benefit you. No, it's going to benefit you, too. Maybe. Possibly. You get to choose what you want to do on that card. And if, okay, if I don't choose any of these cards, right. that one's going to go away no matter what? No. None of them go away. There. Right. They just stay there. Correct. Huh. It doesn't say to change out the cards every turn. Huh. It says whatever cards are purchased, they get moved to the Those side get... and filled in. Oh, okay. Well. Yep. What is this? Yeah. You know, I bought that. Or, it, hey. Well, no, it was supposed to be Happy <laughs> Halloween, but I'm missing two peas, so all I have is Hey Halloween. Oh no! So I kept the Halloween, and I don't know what you want to do with those. All left is the pod. Yeah. So. You need to play it big. This is hard, okay? I'm not you just helping you. I'm not going to help you. You know. Really, you're. Gonna I think go I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to. 
live dangerously. You're, you're out of your mind, I'm aren't gonna you? try and get that resource card. I'm gonna go out here and go hunting with you guys. Of course. All right. <clears throat> so. Okay, so how do you you just pick which one? <clears throat> right. Do you only and I, do one I, right now? I already no. I do. I do my whole turn because I'm first player. Oh. Okay. So, so uh, you... I pick up that guy because I had already moved my track and that was a little premature. Preemptive. Oh. Uh, so I'm gonna pick up these two guys and make a baby. Get a guy, baby guy. What's up, baby? Um, I will attempt to get wood. So you roll one die. And Dang it! Divide it by two. No, it's divided by three. I do not three. get oh. a wood. It is three. So you I get, get no nothing wood. for that. <laughs> uh, and I go hunting. Okay, and now you roll one. And I knock your guy over. Thanks. Come on, die. Yes! Three food. Dang it. <clears throat> I feel ripped off. That's how I do it. Three food. Do you want me to hand that to you? Oh, no, I got it. My arms are stretchy. <laughs> That's my stretchy sound okay, effect. Stretchy arms. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go for my food first. Okay. So I rolled two dice. There you go. Get them out of this little... You could use the cup to roll. It's fancy and leather. It is fancy and leather. Holy Whoa. moly. I got 10 Whoa. divided by 2, so I get 5 food. That's awesome. Ridiculous. Pick your guys up. You're insulting. And <laughs> and then I'm going to roll 2 <coughs> for my bricks. Yep. 7 divided by 4, so I get 1. That's good. Take your brick and get out of here. my brick. Where, do I, where am I supposed to keep them? Just put it on the board. You'll be fine. Believe me, you're not going to get that much. Says you. All right, what else are you doing? Well, I guess I'm going to... spend your brick? Spend my, my lonely brick. <laughs> now, you do get this card. Okay. That's a good news. I get this card. So that goes there. Card. Now, you're going to roll... So, I roll two dice. What did you... Why are you throwing me at me? I don't know. I hit, I hit my microphone, too. Well, stop it. <laughs> okay, so I roll two. <clears throat> right. And I roll a six and a four. So you get so, gold oh or you get a brick. And I no. get the other one. No. Wait. You That's get an a, agriculture. I get an agriculture or a, gold. or a gold. Which one do you want? I feel like gold is pretty valuable. But that agriculture, oh my gosh. To make your own food just willy nilly. Nilly willy. That's pretty cool. You gonna take that agriculture? But then you're gonna get that gold. Let me just feel it. Ooh. This is... But if I don't, then you're going to have Ooh. two food coming your way. It's weighty, too. It's weighty. <laughs> you're freaking me out here. Um. Jeez. <laughs> you know, I did really well on that, though. You've got a whole other mouth to feed. I'm going to take the agriculture, and I'll give you the brick Good, of Good. I need the money. I know. Okay, so I move up. Okay. On the agriculture. Okay, and so that is the end of the turn. So now these slide down. We put a new card out. Whoa! That gets you five food. Okay. And at the and it looks like it gives you the branch. And then it's called medicine. And All then right? we each get one food, right? Well, here's the deal: we have to feed before we, to we feed get them. the food. Right. We get we get one food a piece. Yeah. Before we feed. That's what I was asking. So we each okay. get one. And then we have to feed your guys one food apiece. So in my case, I got to feed out six foods. And I have to do five. So there goes my fish token. Okay. Well, here is, is that four? Yeah, four and two. So there's all six of my foods. 
Wow. Okay. What's what's wow about it? I don't know. It's a lot of food. Okay, yeah. and then it's my turn, right? Right. Now, I just want to point out that, yes, I in the rules that I read at this front, <clears throat> I said three workers instead of five. You get five to start. Right. Not and three. I think you max out at ten. You do, yeah. Is that right? Yes. Sorry about that. That's Apologies. quite all right. We will forgive you this time. <laughs> uh, also, you noticed uh, in there that we did talk about the, the leather cup in it. Yeah. Isn't this weird? That cup is, like, super nice. Right. And, like, uh, all the... The resources too are really nice, like yeah. the little tokens for them. Right, they're they're nice. They're the little <clears throat> bricks of gold look like little gold bricks. Yeah. They're cute. Now agriculture, I don't know if we talked about it or not, but if you get you have a certain level of agriculture that you have every turn, and that gives you free food at the end of the turn. Right, it just automatically does because you're growing that all the time, whereas the other stuff's sort of temporary stuff that you get. Right, so and if you raise your agriculture level, then you're getting free food right. every turn just because you already did it. And you're it is available in the game to have the same level of agriculture as you do members of your tribe. Yes. So that you could not be bothering gathering food at all and food's just available to you. All the time. Cool, right? But there's only <clears throat> one spot on the board to be able to get that agriculture level to go up. Right. So if somebody else claims it, you don't get it. And it's it. a single person per turn spot. Yes. One person gets it each turn. That's right. it. Right. Well, this You is... can get it in other ways. Like, you can... <clears throat> you can... There's little boats that come in that bring resources, and you mm -hmm. can buy those boats. And some of those will have agriculture as one of their right. prizes or whatever. Right. But they're rare. So uh, we're going to jump forward a few turns. And we're going to land deftly into the middle of controversy. What are you thinking? I think you I'm going to go for... Four. You're going for... Two wood. Really? Yes. I am going to... Three bricks. I'm going to purchase a tool. I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to... Oh, wait. Never mind. Sorry. What, one back. What, what? One back. One back. Ugh. What did you just do? I took back part of my turn before you took your turn. Uh-huh. It wasn't your turn yet until you place a guy. You know what cheating is, and that was not cheating. That was pretty close. It wasn't cheating. Pretty close. Everybody has their own rules about what the official next player's turn is, but I think it's once a piece has been moved or placed, or a die has been rolled, your last turn is over. Yeah, that's kind of how we do it around here anyway. I think that's you pretty close. You push that line sometimes, though. I like to push the line. I know. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it's there. Push it. All right. So, <clears throat> enough of the controversy. Let's get back to this dry game. You just stole my wood. Yours. Ah, we knows who owns okay, this I'm forest. I'm going to go for bricks. Um... What the heck? What? 
You're supposed to say what you're doing. I'm going to build the building. <laughs> That's exciting, isn't I know. it? I've got some building I need to do. Which means finally someone's going to score a point on the track. Yeah, I know. I don't like that, though, that it's you. Now, let me just emphasize that the fun is inside of our heads. Yeah, this is a mental <laughs> mental game, pretty much. Yes, I mean... It's most... like you think about it, you move your piece. You don't really talk about it much. Right, right. Most of the good times you're having is, is sort of trying to solve the puzzle of how do I make more points. Yeah. So <clears throat> that that's that's a lot of what you're not hearing is all the thinking that we can't express towards each other giving away what we're going for. But in the interest of podcasting, I do keep <clears throat> trying to make sure that you talk about your move well i mean and this should liven things up okay because just ahead is more controversy <laughs> Did okay. I, I didn't spend my resource for that i'm sorry i didn't mean to try and cheat that's okay expectations are met look it's, it's <laughs> difficult enough that i had to get that then i have to pay for it what is that I know, about i know okay and then i rolled two for my food <clears throat> which you will score one which i got Four. Eight, so I get four. Plus, oh. I'm going to go ahead and... I t if I tap these, I get them back yeah, next time. That's right. So I will tap my two and tools five. and get five food. Wow. You're Heck, good yeah. at feeding. Nom, nom, nom. Now, I just noticed... I just realized I never mentioned anybody. And, and I kind of did this on purpose. Uh, <clears throat> if you fail to feed your tribe... Okay, we've already talked about getting agriculture and, and, and hunting. Uh-huh. If you fail to feed your tribe, doesn't matter how much you fail by, you lose 10 points. I thought you could use resources to feed them as well. But I'm just saying. If, but if you, you can't spend your resources right, either, right. yes, then you lose 10 points. Right. That's huge. Yes. 10 points is nearly, I, I would say it's, it's somewhere around 7.5% of your score in the game. Well, can you be more exact? 7.67% <laughs> of your total score. Of your total score. <laughs> Ridiculous. For the game. And <clears throat> so you don't want to you don't want to lose that. That's a huge chunk. Yeah, it is a huge it's, chunk. It's, you know. And and it, like I said, it's very, you know, cold about it. It just says this this many. Yeah. So it, a lot of times this if, game you, if you find out serious about feeding your well, people. And like you said, a lot of times when you find out that you don't have enough food, and then you look at your resources and you're like, ooh, I'm one resource short. You might as well not spend any of your resources because you still have to spend your food no matter what. But you don't have to spend your resources. Right. So if you're going to you know, miss it by one, you can save all your resources. You'll still lose 10 points. But you still lose 10 points by only missing it by one. Right. So it's harsh. The other thing that you didn't mention was the tools. Right. Tools are something else that you can purchase that only one person can purchase at a time. But right. once you have them, you have them. Yes. Tools will let you, whenever you do your dice roll, add one more pip right. per tool. Mm -hmm. And you can, again, when the boats come in, there's some of those will be like tool times four or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can add four to your dice roll or, or tool times two or whatever. You can add two to your dice roll. And those are a one shot. But the tools that you purchase on the board... Those stay with you. So right. if you've got three tools, that's three more pips you can roll, basically. Mm -hmm. And that can that can make or break you on a, on occasion too. Right, or get you to that next resource that you're you know desperate for. Yeah. Now, we haven't really talked about much of what we're doing in the game so far because right now we're doing really basic building block stuff. 
you know, on this turn, you get to go first, so you get the agriculture, and I'll go ahead and get the extra guy, you know, or vice versa. And we're just kind of doing this basic stuff. But at this point, you kind of step up your game. Um, and then I pay my stuffs. So, so I need, need four one different of each. resources and five total. So you want two and wood to probably think... pay with it. Don't you think? Well, no, I'd get an extra point if I use a brick. Oh, yeah, you're right. So I think I'll do that. So I'm going to do, I get six plus five, so 11 plus 4, 15, plus 4, 19, plus the wood is, I get 21 points. Whoa. So move me to 21, please. Deftly into the lead. And I take that building. Well done. Boom. Look who's winning this game. Good job, Nicole. Here, will you put back my Did you know you're going to win resources. this game? I'm trying. Now, even though... I, I built a building before this. I, I do want to say it's about 30 minutes into the game. And this is truly when I'm looking at the table and realizing that both of us are now providing for and have enough people that we can actually get the resources that we need to start building the buildings that are going to get us the points. But that's that's about 30 minutes in. Yeah. Well, we were just trying to wrap our heads around the game, too, and how it's played. Right. Right. So... But this does have that kind of pace, that, that pace to it where you're like kind of going through these certain phases of, you know, I get to this point and then I can start. And then you can actually start <clears throat> building your buildings yeah, getting, or buying your boats or Right, buying whatever. boats and then I go to the next level and I can start getting buildings, etc. and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of where we're at, about 30 minutes in. And now I feel like this review really needs something to kind of perk us up at this point, don't you? Sure. All right, let's give it a shot. I think I'm going to go here. Where's that? <clears throat> the building. Which building? The 12-point building okay, that takes you. a wood brick and a stone to thank build. You. Thank you. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is going to be like the most boring ever. <laughs> Seriously. It? I don't even know how I'm going to edit this. Make a joke. Tell me something funny that happened. Jeez. <laughs> is it my turn? It's my turn. Tell something funny that happened. Tell me something funny. The Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, New Yorkers. Do we have any New York fans? I don't I, think we nobody's do. Nobody's ever talked to me. I don't know if they're very social out there. We had the, the guy from Canada, and he's very nice, even though we whooped them, too. Sorry. Sorry. Did we whoop? Six games. That's, that they, was it six games? That was an honorable showing. Okay. At least I it don't know. I don't look, watch. At least it wasn't five. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> it's the day after the World Series. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Honestly, for all the baseballers out there, I'm way more of a movie fan than I could ever be a sports fan. And I wish the Cubs had won to make the whole Back to the Future 2 thing true. Ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. I can't even. I don't even know if I can look at you the rest of this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Royals won. Yeah, the Royals won. And we live in Kansas City, so right. there you go. Right, so there was go like team. a shut down the city, and I got to leave town and go do a show in another city. <laughs> well, half my staff at work didn't didn't come that day. They all went to the, uh, to to the, the parade. Uh, the parade, yeah. See? I worked. But the funny thing is, Nicole, is is you, you don't really like the Royals now that they've blown up so much. I don't know. I like the Royals. Do you? I just don't really like baseball that much. Yeah. And the better the Royals do, the less my friends friends are around. No, 
And the more my coworkers are not there. So it makes my life harder when the Royals are doing well. Right. That part right. sucks. And to be quite honest, I don't really watch sports for the most part. No. But, but I like attending team. sports. Oh, I do too. And yeah. I don't mind if I'm in like a venue, like a like a bar or something like that, oh, where people that. are celebrating the sport together. I kind of enjoy the celebration more than I enjoy the sports. I still just, I'd rather go to the actual game. My stomach's growling. Can you hear that? I can that? hear you. Yes. Oh I can gosh, totally hear your like belly. That's like embarrassing. Ridiculous. Well, you gave me the little tiny bit of candy corn and it was like, you loved I'm it. so hungry now. <laughs> Feed me. Give me real corn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the Royals did win. That was, that was pretty cool. I was very happy. I want them to do it again next year. I yeah, think it'd right? be cool. And I mean, the city handled it really wonderfully. They had like 800,000 people. They thought it was going to be like 300,000 people right. at most. Yeah. That went downtown and shut down the town. <laughs> people weird. parking on the side of the highway, just abandoning their cars and that and walking that in. Yeah, it did happen. It was crazy. Weird. And yet no one was hurt. And I was or... in Columbia. You were. You had to. Now, just, just so you guys Columbia, know. Columbia, Missouri, not like Columbia, <clears throat> right. the. I, I set up a giant screen that day and had this big, it was for a bank. And I had this huge, you know, audiovisual setup that I did. And we watched the 1980s movie Trick or Treat that, that features Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne in this horrible horror film. <laughs> Not like for the show. No, but Just, we, oh, we, yeah, you I mean, were there we, and we you rehearsed had it. into the evening. And then when everybody left, we, we grabbed like a 12 pack and a pizza and watched <laughs> that movie in there <laughs> on an 11 foot by 20 foot screen private showing. That's pretty awesome. Pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only benefit of my job, really. Is getting to watch movies on big screens by yourself. Right, private showing. So you could probably do the same thing if you like worked at a movie theater. I bet so. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I used to have a friend who worked at a movie theater when I was in high school. And yeah. he, uh, he would have like screening nights. So Thursday before the movie came out, there would be 10 people in the theater watching whatever. Huh. But here's the worst part is I only went to one of those screening events because he only invited me one time. He wasn't a good friend. He didn't like it that much? Not really. No. And uh, the only thing I ever saw was Five Goes West. <laughs> And you actually went? I was in high school. Oh, my goodness. Free is free when you're in high school. Well, that part's I true. <laughs> Still. <laughs> I know. That wasn't bad. It was, was right. it the one where he sings a little song? I have no idea. Or was it the sequel? Don't remember it at all. Huh. I'm just telling you. You didn't I pay attention. I, I remember leaving the theater going, well, it, it could have been worse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get popcorn at least? <clears throat> no. Aw. No, they, they shut the concession stands down. The theater was... Basically closed on a Thursday night at that point. Yeah. But you know what? At this point in the game, <clears throat> back to the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were talking about a game. You are ahead, and I'm needing to catch up. But what to do, Nicole? So I am going to roll. Get out of there. Not those. <laughs> you don't want These the class dice. For wood. Yes, snake, snake eyes. eyes. That sucks. The first one of the game. Oh my gosh, I get nothing. Unless you spend tools, you have zero wood with two guys. I'm gonna spend one tool so I at least get one wood. Uh, uh. My gosh, <laughs> that's awful. I want everybody on the recording to take note that this is when the game turned back in my favor. <laughs> no, it's not. You're still gonna buy something worth so many points. 
See, sometimes someone else's misfortune is your fortune. You don't have to actually do anything. So I'd like to thank you right now, Nicole. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate you're that. You're cackling so bad. I thought you were going to pee yourself. <laughs> I was so happy that I wasn't the one who rolled the first snake eyes. <laughs> Everybody's happy when they don't roll snake eyes. <laughs> now, so I've got like a little momentum. Let's see if I can actually cash this in, okay? Okay. Gosh. First player passes to you, Nicole, and you okay. are up. Getting a drink of water. All right. <laughs> right. I'm going to have to go up on that agriculture. It's your turn. Okay. If you're going to do that, then I'll do this one down here. Ah, oh, God dang it. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. It's, it's been there for sucky. two turns. Get one agriculture and you get one farmer times the number of agriculture on the bottom of the card. That sucks. I totally didn't even notice hey, it. It's too late. You, you are mean. Once I put it down, your turn meow, is over. Meow, meow. Don't, don't you get snide with me. Unbelievable. Um, shoot. <clears throat> Man, that sucks. Remember that last die roll where I said the game turned at the snake eyes? I know. I never told you that Pep rolls around. She does. She's insane. <laughs> she rolls around. So it's it's not like enough that you would have one poor turn. Then you turn around and miss. It's just basically like, you know, you got like an agriculture and this or something like that. Or an agriculture, but this other one was like agriculture and this other effect as well that gives me more points at the end of the game. And they both were basically the same amount of cost, basically. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, I was amazed. I love that. I like it when it turns around and starts going towards my favor. I love that. <laughs> now, at this point, we are nearly an hour in. And <clears throat> the score is kind of staying the same. And you try to get, you know, try some desperate actions at this point. Whoa. What is that? This gives know. you a two dice roll towards gold. But you still have to divide. Oh. This kind of and this one right here doesn't give you a food chip or not. I mean, a tool chip. It gives you one single use tool. Oh, is what that is. So it gives you plus one one time, and then you just flip the card over. Well, that's lame. <coughs> oh, Pep! I just touched you with my toe. I'm sorry, girl. You killed me. You know, you get touched every once in a while by toes. All right, so we're feeding. Yes. All right, so I have. Nine guys now, so it does take two for me to feed my tribe. It takes I've got eight guys. It takes three for me to feed mine. So and there's that. Um, the first player gets back to you, and it's your turn. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's lame. I don't understand why that plus one is not giving you a free chip, or you know, and the but yet your uh, free agriculture gets you one agriculture. That's how the game works. That doesn't make sense. I know. It says this about that chip. I'm just going to read it to you because you're obviously not wanting it to be true. That doesn't make sense. <clears throat> I know. Uh, the tool... Uh, where's the cards? Civilization cards are on here. Okay. The one that says plus one is an extra tool tile. You receive... Oh, no, you get an yeah, extra get tool tile. tile. Yeah. As if you had done the tool marker action. So never mind. I'm, I'm out of mind. Okay, so then this one is... There's there's another one that says... that has This is the one that adds the tool marker. There's one with a plus in the middle of it or something in the middle of it that'll say like four. Uh -huh. That's a one use. 
Okay. If it's that's why I'm confused. If it's written to the side, it means you get a tile. If it's written on on top of it, it's a one time use. Okay, that makes more sense though. <clears throat> okay, right. so then double check this uh, dice. That's still gold. true. That's absolutely true. Are you sure? There's no variable. Where does it say? Resources roll with dice. Player rolls two dice and receives the resources as divided by the resource okay. using the normal divide value. See, that paid off for you, Nicole. Sometimes <clears throat> I have to second guess you. Right, but then you go back and second guess me again, and that, that wasn't I right. was just making sure. <laughs> you screwed up once, and you were going to deny oh, yeah. me. And then all of a sudden, I was right. I'll, I'll deny you every time. I know. That's what you I told do. me no. I do. That's what I do. <laughs> Excuse me, Sam, I have some more? No. Now, here's what's funny is that these, these games seem to t- sort of tighten up towards the end. Like, once you start generating those points, you really start getting really tight with your resources and trying to maximize your points. And at this, I, I'm, I'm telling well, you. Because you get closer to where you can actually do the math. Right. And, and I mean, as, as we're playing the game, we're, we're probably like a little over an hour, and it's it's absolutely in that kind of zone where we're trying to, we can see the end is in sight. We know that how, you know, when the building stack runs out or, you know, the card deck, deck runs out. And honestly, it was the, it was the building stack that, that's running low at this point. Yeah. And so you're really trying to make sure you're maximizing your points. Absolutely. And so every point is starting to count and this is how it starts to sound. Uh, I take, oh man, what do I want to do? Two stone. You're going to pull that one this turn for 13 points. Great. Well, I need I need some wood. That's the problem. <clears throat> but that one's three different types for five. Okay, I'm going to send three guys to the woods. Three guys. No, four. Four guys to the woods. Whoa. No, take it back. Three. Go. Sorry. You sure? Three, no, two, no. Ah! <laughs> That's how bad it gets. I'm just telling you. It's a gamble. I mean, every time you I know. Go, I mean, you, you think, what, what you're thinking is, am I going to roll three ones yeah. and get one? I, I'm looking at, at what I need to buy, and I need at least two or three wood. And it's like, are three guys going to get me there? Should I go four? Four is like almost a sure thing, but three might get there. I don't know. Three, you're probably going to get it. Four, you're almost definitely going to get right. it. But you can still screw it all up. But, I mean, you just start getting really nervous about yeah. that stuff. And, and it really starts to count, you know. Yeah. Because if I don't do it on my next turn, you're going to do it on the turn after that. And it's just it just becomes one of those kind of games of, of you know, especially with this gambling effect in there. It becomes like becomes really tough to try to make these decisions. Yeah. Because you might roll snake eyes like you heard. Oof. Now, I'm not the only one making hard choices. Yes. Okay. You're making some as well. And then you build your building, right? Uh, yes. It has to be three different types and five resources. So you can pay three gold, a stone, and a brick I think that's to maximize your score. Three gold. Which would be 18. Stone plus five would be 23. Plus a brick would be 27 points. Um, you know what? I'm going to do... No, it's going to do less than that. I'm going to do two, two gold, a stone, and two bricks. Okay, so that's 17 plus 8, so 25 points. 25, yeah. So you go up to 88 plus 5 is 93 points. Okay, there's all my resources back. And I get that. 
Now, this is something I haven't mentioned before. The Some of the buildings let you build with a variety of resources, and each of those resources will give you a different amount of points based on how valuable the resource is. Like, right. a, like a gold is worth six points. Just a like stone a divider. Is worth five, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so if you, you – it'll some of these will also say that you have to build uh, – with only one type of resource, sometimes they give you the exact recipe that you have to use. And sometimes they give you one where they're like, you have to use at least this many different resources, but they can be whatever you want. Right. And in this case, you you, you had one. I was, was able like, to be to play whatever I yeah, wanted on the resources. Five different ones. Right. So you could have built it out of five gold if you had had five gold. And but it would I have didn't. been worth 30 points. Well, and I thought that I needed that gold for something else that was mm-hmm. going on. So... I decided to go ahead and keep that gold and use the what was it the the, clay. the brick yeah instead so it did cost me two points at the time mm-hmm. but then using that gold in future may or may not pay off now as we're getting we're we're at the last turn and I have shot up to 124 points and I think you're sitting at something like 108 yeah. And we begin the bonus point rounds, which is all of these these cultural developments that we've done to be added to the buildings. The buildings are like the real-time scoring, sort of like uh, in Ticket to Ride when you're scoring the track lengths you're doing, but you haven't scored destinations. This is the same kind of thing. Right. Where you're going to score a bunch of these things, and it'll, it'll be based on modifiers where you have, like, multiple guys that look like they're fishing or something like that then you can add all those guys together or whatever i don't know if there's fishermen or not there were i don't think there were fishermen but they're like like for an example there were farmers like you don't you have you just start with your five workers right and you can end up with as many as 10 Mm -hmm. well as you've been going through the game some of the cards you get will have little farmers Mm -hmm. for each farmer that you have like if you end up with three farmers at the end of the game yeah then you multiply the three farmers by the however many number of workers that you have well if you have five workers that's 15 points if you had 10 workers that's 30 points huge difference depending Mm -hmm. on where you go and those are that they have those for also the tools and etc right right so here's the last turn this is the bonus phase that is the end of the game that's it okay we got to feed our guys real quick so i have 10 and i have 10 guys so i don't have to feed them anything I have to spend three. <coughs> okay. All right. Does Final score. count for anything? We're going to read. Okay. Okay, so the game has ended because we ran out of buildings. One yes. of the piles of buildings is over. Right. Uh, so we use the Civilization Cards Summary Sheet for more information on the last phase. Each player proceeds as follows. Uh, we score first the number, because we've already scored all these these things. We're going to uh-huh. start by scoring all this stuff. Okay. Okay, so we score as follows. The number of different civilization cards, which are the green-bottomed backgrounds. It says the number of different civilization cards with a green background is multiplied by itself. Now, remember, it says different. So you have to have different symbols. So I have six, seven different symbols. So do I. So wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we both just, we'll just stay where we are because it's 35 points. Do you have any that are duplicates? No. Okay, so you don't get any extra points there. We don't have to worry about the score then. Uh, So the next thing is uh, cards with sand background are scored with the following method. 
There's either farmers, tool makers, builders, or or uh, shamans. So okay. combine those like guys together so you can see what they are. Okay. Like for instance, okay, so we'll start with uh, the farmers. <clears throat> Do you have any farmers? Uh, which ones are the farmers? They're the guys with a little tool in their hand that's touching the ground and a basket on their back. And yes. Agriculture. So you have one? You have two. Okay, so you have two. I have one. So all of your agriculture is worth double. So you score 14 points of agriculture. Okay. Which is 9 plus 10 is 19 plus 4 is 23. Okay? Okay. I score mine times 1. So I get 10. Okay. So I go up to 34. Okay? The next one is the number of tool makers, which I have zero. I have one. Okay, so you get the number of tools you have, which is three, three times one. So you get three points. One, two, three. Okay? Sucky. Uh, the number of builders is multiplied by the number of your building tiles, which I have three builders. I have two. Okay, so how many buildings did you have? Six. Okay, so you get 12 points, so you're at 138, and I get 3 times 7, so I get 21 points. So I go up to uh, 50, 155. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> then so a lost. shaman. And you have a bunch of shaman, don't you? I have two. Okay. So I get 20 You multiply points. that by the number of figurines on your board. So you have 10, right? Yeah. So you get 20 points, which yeah. takes you up to 158, and, and I get win. 10. Well, not yet. 10 plus that 155, which would be 165. 165. Now, then we go to resources. Oh. Okay, so here's the thing. Each remaining resource that is not a food is worth one point. And I have five. <clears throat> so I go up to 170. I have 10. So you go up to 168. That was close. You beat me by two points? Yes. Ugh. Think about how hard I worked that last round. That last round. God, I hate losing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I lost again. But here's right. what kills me. What? I didn't even realize it at the time that we were playing. Mm. But when I went back and was listening to the gameplay mm -hmm. again... And editing this out. Yes. Remember that last clip where I took two points less? Yes. So I could hold on to the stupid gold that I don't think I ever even used? That's the two points. I could have yeah, at least you tied you. You got to count it as one, so you would have lost by one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes. I still won. No, because I still would have. <laughs> no, because I would have kept that gold. I would have used the gold instead of the clay. Oh. I still would have had the clay. I would have tied it. So what's a tiebreaker for that game? Uh, whoever is most awesome. Oh, well, that's you. Man. <laughs> that's not what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was, uh, I, I can't remember what the tiebreaker was. I didn't ever look. But Neither did I. You were, you were, the only thing I was ahead on in that was the resources themselves. The actual number of resources. Is she eating? <laughs> She's I think so. She's eating the oh rice. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Anyways. You gotta understand, our dog has not eaten in a week. So for her to eat right now is like, it's like a little miracle. <laughs> our dog actually eats. She likes food. Okay, <laughs> um, back to so the game. Sorry, guys. Let's talk about what, I mean, obviously I won by two points. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rub it in. Um, it was so close. It really was. Yeah. I and, was, and that's, that was fun. What I've found is the, one of the indicators of whether or not one of these games is good 
is truly how close is the score at the end? Yeah. I mean, there should be like a, a should be a really tight balance. Yeah. Now in this one, um, I didn't feel like at any point in the game were we too far away from one another either. Right. It stayed pretty close. It did stay pretty close the whole time. Uh, so what do you like about this game? Um, I like the components first off. Like I said, the the cup, nice. that little leather cup is right. impressive. And they have little Afro uh, meeples. <laughs> got- well, well, how do you describe them? They've got weird little clown hair. <laughs> well, it's just curly haired. I don't know. It's kind of strange. I don't know why they did it like that, but that's their caveman meeple. Well, cavemen always have like the long ponytail hair. Practically, it's just right. long. Well, that doesn't represent. I don't know how you make hair. long hair in a. It looks like it looks. It, it looks does. Like it looks like. Wig. Well, I don't know. I can still hear that I'm, belly. I know I'm it's hungry. Ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> All right, just so leave my anyways, belly out of this. I will. I will. Now, the, the, you're right. The components are pretty cool. Yeah, that leather definitely. cup is, is impressive. It, yeah. it, it's really cool. The, the dice, dice are nice. They're little wood dice, yeah. unfinished. Um, <clears throat> the board's okay. A little confusing just to casually look at, like most of those games are. Yeah, well, I mean, but, there's there's no text involved, right? But on once the board. you once you've got your brain around what's going on, yeah, it, once you learn clicks, what the things are sticks, for, and and know? there's not a lot of different images, so it's mm-hmm. not like you're going, oh my gosh, now what does this one mean? Okay, right. now what does this one mean? I mean, there's very few for you to have to try and figure out. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Now, I actually found that 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 for one, there was very few pages to the rule book. Which is good. There's only like four or five. Yeah. And then and then once you're once you're in the game it, it plays pretty smoothly and it really starts to make sense. So I think there's 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 definitely a, a simple ease of entry to here that's that's you know, kinda rare in a lot of games. Yeah. So I mean I think that this could almost be considered, you know, an entry level game. Yeah, I would say probably so. Right. Um I thought the dice used for resource gathering was really fun. I really like that part of yes. this. And partly because one of the things that we always talk about with like two player games is a lot of times they'll be fun, but what you're missing is that little bit of chaos that's yeah. needed when you add a third person. Uh-huh. These dice added that chaos. Right. So, but you didn't feel like it was totally luck based because there's still strategy involved with, with whatever you end up with. You can use that for different resources. Just yeah. because you, you score low on your roll doesn't mean you're completely out of the game. Yeah, so, uh, so I thought that was good. I didn't. I didn't think it really broke the game. That's no, I a, thought it was great. That's a big thing. Is yeah, I don't feel like it ruined the game, and that you were able to throw and afford to throw the right amount of resources towards whatever you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, the tight scoring we talked about. Yeah. I liked uh, every turn. You can hear in a lot of those clips that there's there's a plenty of decisions to make. Yeah, there's. It's not just this simple path of here's how you're going to win. You're going to have to think about it every turn, and that's for a lot of us. That that's the most fun part of gaming. Well, know? and the the first player marker going back and forth, um, you know, yeah, you might often choose that agriculture. Uh, quit playing with the quit paying attention to the dog. Pay attention to me. I am anyhow, but like you, at the beginning of the game, you always want to get that agriculture just because you want to be able to get your your food resources paid right. for. But towards the end of the game, who cares about the agriculture? Uh-huh. We're, we're, now we're talking about points. Right. So that shift is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but because that first player goes back and forth, yeah. you know, you get to definitely choose. It has that agricola swing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Where you go from, can I even feed my family, to I've got to make these points. Yeah. 
Um, but it's not as confusing as Agricola. It's a lot more simplified. So what did you not like about this game? I don't know. There wasn't much that I didn't like. I thought it was yeah. a pretty fun game. Right. I think the theme was a little whatever. I could. I mean, the components helped draw it in. Yeah. But I do. I do kind of feel like there was nothing really caveman-y about anything you were doing there. And I definitely been, didn't feel like there were cavemen. Specifically. It could have been applied to any a, era. At yeah. All. Well, especially with the boats. Right. Cavemen didn't have boats. It they was, barely it, had a wheel. That was kind of weird how that, like, hey, a new guy showed up on the boat today. Yeah. Why? Huh. From where? Well, he didn't show up on the boat. He, he had to go to the hut and do your, you had to use two, well, no, no, no. two like, workers to make a, a but the, baby. But the implication of those boat ships is that you're getting a new shaman in town. Well, that's true. And, and it's like, where did he come from? Why is he, why is he a cave sailor? Cave <laughs> <laughs> What is this? I, yeah, um, you're right. That I didn't think, make much sense right this there. This is another thing. And I, and, and I think you said there's an expansion out for this. And I have never looked into I did, it. I, you know, and I just barely looked at it. I, it uh-huh. makes it so it's a five-player game, but I don't, don't know how much that. it adds to the right. game. And uh, I, I'm going to say that, that I don't know how much this game is going to grow over time. I think you're going to have the same experience, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. I just don't think there's much left to discover after you've played it the first time. Well, it's not a game of discovery. Right. It's just kind of a game of challenge. Right. It's a tight scoring. And that's fun. A little bit of dice, you know, a little bit of dice, you know, kind of luck in there. And it's, yeah. I think it's overall, you know, that that's pretty much what you get. What you see is what you're going to get. Well, now this game, we actually have the iOS version of it too, right. which I'd never played. It was on I my have. iPad and I didn't bother to play it. <clears throat> then yeah. we actually played the real live game, so now uh, I know how to play it. So I went ahead and played the iPad right. version, and I had a good time with it. It's fun. Like I'm going to keep it on there yeah, for a, a while. One. Yeah, it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. It's it's you know playing that solitaire, and you can play it with the two players, or you can expand it out to four players. Right. And that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So because I'm enjoying it, just like with Ticket to Ride, it's not something that you necessarily want to bring out every game night. That's right. for sure. But on occasion, it's fun to just play it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's. I think it's something that's going to stay in the collection. Yeah, yeah. So, what'd you give this out of five on uh, I'd give teaching? It a, on teaching? teaching? Oh, teaching! I think it's like. I'm trying to think. The cards might make it a little difficult. The boats and stuff. Just wrapping your head around that part of it, because they do have the different symbols mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm gonna go three. I'm going to go three as well. I think it has a little bit of like uh, upper level, level gaming, especially like symbol kind of recognition and stuff mm-hmm. like that in it. That's going to be a little tough. Uh, but overall, I think it's one that that once you kind of baby step someone through a couple couple of turns, I think almost anyone will be able to get it yeah. and, and click with it pretty well. Yeah. Uh, what would you give it, though, as a, as a rating? Oh, I was going to say a four. So would I. Yeah. So would I. This is a really solid. And this is this is considered, you know... One of the uh, the first fully realized worker placement games that that you know really kind of modernized it and, and made it fun, you know. Hmm. And it's it's a classic, I think. Really, it's a modern classic. It's a good one. I like it. Yep. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yep. Well, that is Stone Age, and uh, that is the end of our review, but not quite the end of our episode because guess what, Nicole? What? We got a question.
Now, we have got a question. Who wrote us? Jeff. Jeff wrote us? Jeff wrote us. All right. Now, Jeff asked us a couple of questions. <clears throat> he said, what is the furthest away from home base you've played games? And do you find that there is a difference playing games at home and away from home? Well. The furthest away would probably be Utah. Just recently. Well, yeah. Because that's the furthest but, away we've well, we been. Well, we didn't actually play with anybody else there, though. No, we just played you and I. Yeah. We've never... Well, the furthest away from home then that we've played with other people would be Gen Con. Yeah. So, how far is that? Like eight hours away? Yeah, it's not very far. That's not that far. Yeah. And then totally... Well, that's not even really a game. We played at Disney World. We played that card game thing where you attack <laughs> That is ridiculous. Don't even start. <laughs> It that was is, that, fun. It is hardly a game. Disney World's further away than eight hours. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> the only difference, I mean, what's the difference, do you think, between playing games at home and, and, and playing games away from home? I think I think the, my, the main thing I like. Well, the main thing I think is that you you got to be open to people around you and, and willing to allow people to join you. you know? Yeah. And be, be somewhat hospitable that, that you know. I mean, obviously, if the game's already going, you don't have to invite people in. But especially if you're in a gaming environment, like a store or something like that, and you know, you should be you know receptive to someone who's there wanting to play with you. I think you know. Yeah. And so, so when we play at like Gen Con and stuff like that, I will invite total strangers into the games. We didn't invite total strangers to play with us. Right. I right. had a good time. That's that's just proper etiquette for for you know a gaming type function. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just what you do. We had kind of a bad experience with that recently. Eh, I don't care. It was mildly bad. It was eh. just we went to a game night and we went and late. Didn't we matter. did go late, but we were trying to get somebody to join us. And man, we, we had like five different people. And we just couldn't get anybody in. So yeah. maybe we had crappy games. I don't know. Pep was sick. We left anyways. We did. We were like, <laughs> eh, it, it wasn't meant to be. We got home and <sighs> and tried to take care of our poor little dog. Now uh, Jeff follows it up with, "Have you ever played a game that though you enjoyed it, you probably would never play it again?" Well, Ninja, the Scorpion Clan. I didn't enjoy it. That <laughs> you enjoyed it. Oh, Ugh, I don't know. I mean, if well, it, you know, actually, that uh, Castle of Mad King Ludwig. Really? Because well, mostly because it wasn't our game. I really enjoyed it. Well, but if it's not put our it on game. The table in front of you and said, "Hey, can we play this?" You'd go, "Yeah." But if they had that and they had something else, I'd probably play this something else. Yeah. Because either it would be something that I've not played before. It'd have to be a. They'd have to put that on the table and say we can either play this or Ghost Stories. Okay, yeah, I'd totally play. I'd play Mad King Ludwig. Oh, over every ghost time over Ghost anything. Stories because I don't like Ghost Stories. Right. You know, so I mean, I think that's the only case for that. Um, I Machi Koro, I like that game, but I'll probably never get to play it again because you hate it. You can play it whenever you want. <laughs> you say that, but not with me. You can exactly, and you're my game group, <laughs> so you make it difficult not to. To not to not to actually oh, yeah. get to the table. So now Jeff did say if we ever make it out to Seattle area that we could play a game with him. And I, I got to point out that this is funny. I, I went to I went to Phoenix. I said that earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. And while I was at Phoenix, we went to a sports bar uh, after a really really long day. And they we we entered a bar that was full of like Cardinals as their football team. This Phoenix Cardinals, I guess. And everybody in there was wearing a jersey for the Cardinals except for this one lady in the middle of the bar. With the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks jersey on. Yeah. And so we decided, you know what? 
we're, this football game's happening right now, we're going to actually cheer for the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were I'm sure troll- you guys were popular. <laughs> we were trolling the whole bar. It was so funny. This, this it, 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 you know, the sea, the Seahawks, you know, lost really bad in the first half. They, they were losing kind of bad, and they made a big comeback and, and actually pulled ahead in the second half. And the Cardinals, like, finally just basically, just barely, you know, superseded their points by the end. Yeah. And it was funny because I looked down the bar, and this this lady in her jersey is doing like like touchdown dances in the middle of the bar, <laughs> surrounded by people, you know, that are supporting the opposing team. And I was just like, that lady is brave to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> but at one point, I did I actually looked over at the guy next to me. I was like, "Congratulations! We don't care about the Seahawks." He's like, "I don't care about the Seahawks." <laughs> but oh well. That I just thought I'd throw that out there. It's pretty fun supporting Seattle for a game. <laughs> I'd like to go to Seattle. Yeah, me too. See that Space Needle? I want to see the uh, Earth. They have an earthquake, like a city that's sunk in, in an earthquake, and you yeah, can visit I heard some about underground that. storefronts and stuff. I want to see that. That right. sounds fun. See? But we're going to have to fly out there, and we're yeah. cheap, so... Super cheap. I don't know. One of these days, we might make it. <laughs> well, guess what, Nicole? We're at the end. We are at the end of another episode. That is stomach's episode. happy about that. That's so good. I'm hungry. The ovens are heated up. Yahoo! Now, that brings us to the end of episode 22. And as usual, we'd like to thank you for spending your listening time with us, and we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. And who knows, I may still even make a Christmas theme for the next two episodes. You say that, you don't mean it. I don't even know. Yeah. Now, until then, you are, you can feel free to like us on Facebook or follow our Twitter and Instagram. And you can involve yourself in our program by joining our guild or emailing us at talkaboutboardgames at gmail.com. You can snail mail us at P.O. Box 6943, Lee's Summit, Missouri, 64064. Now, for episode 23, we test Nicole's midi-chlorians and compare them to Yoda's before playing Star Wars Imperial Assault. Thanks for listening. Tell me something funny. The Mets. (laughs) (laughs) 